you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Señores, estamos en una época crítica. Those were words said by my late father. I'll tell you why. But with that, we say welcome into the El Huddle podcast. I'm Will Salva, along with mi hermana, MJ Acosta Ruiz. And those words actually apply to week 10. It is a critical oh time gosh. in the NFL. Now, when my father said those words, MJ, you'll appreciate this. He used to do a dictation into his tape recorder. And occasionally old I would old school and I would occasionally steal the tape recorder and do voices on there. Right. Well, when he said estamos en una época crítica, he was referring to my grandmother, uh, who was also his mother in law. And oh what she did is she didn't seek permission to move to the States from Nicaragua. She just came. And so my parents were only married by themselves as honeymooners one year and then my grandmother just came and then she lived with us and they had a very typical uh mother-in-law son-in-law relationship where i mean she would stick her tongue out at him it felt like it was a spanish sitcom and he'd say senora senora and then she says and then she would like stick her tongue out so I this saw this and witnessed it, and he did it to antagonize her. So you were talking about your dad, and he's so prominent in our podcast. So I'm just remembering my late dad oh, saying I that. that well. It's just, and I actually shared a room with my grandmother. So that was weird in and of itself. You know, I'm not hearing... that weird. I've been in that situation before, and a lot of oh. my cousins have as well. You do what you got to do for abuela. Yes. Yes, no, you do. But I mean, the, I remember distinctly sleeping and then hearing her dentures still in her mouth. It is such you a know, discernible it's... sound. Like, I literally know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about when you say that. Oh yeah, my and I probably saw and heard some things that I shouldn't have seen or heard. Probably not. Probably but not. again, it's part of our culture, right? Yeah. And that's it how is. we grew up. And it was accepted that way. And she would do her laundry as well. And that was a whole different thing. Things I couldn't unsee. So I knew you'd get it. I knew you'd of get course. it. Listen, we were in Washington Heights and I feel like we were like the pit stop for everybody coming from the island to the States, right? Like my mom would always say, hi, nos acomodamos, which means like, we'll make room. We'll figure it out. We'll get ourselves mm -hmm. comfortable. No worries. And we're like, mom, there's 12 of us up in this apartment already, like <laughs> enough, but it didn't matter. Like having the space or having the room was inconsequential. Like it's family. This is what you do. You figure it out. If there's like, we'll get a day bed, we'll get a bunk bed. Like we'll, we'll get a low mattress, like on the couch, no matter what, like somebody was going to find a place to lay their head at night. And I think that's beautiful. I love that for us. Well, 
It is. It is. And that's part of the the family unit, La Familia, right? And mm-hmm. we're all kind of jammed in our rooms together, cozy. And uh, I don't know. It just it, it just it took me back. Totally took it's such back. a nice memory, a cozy memory now that we're in November and we're getting close <laughs> to the holidays. We were just talking about, you know, being away from family. My whole all of my siblings and my parents are back in Miami. There's mm. a storm there currently. Everybody's fine. Yeah. It, Everybody's it's not okay? that bad. Everybody's good, but like they're all sort of like huddled up. My niece is like building forts in the living room and like they're sending all of these videos and pictures via the family chat to sort of make me feel like I'm there. But I'm like, ah, not experiencing it. So, yeah, I'm a little in my feelings today, but it it, it sort of happens because, you know, Will, holidays, we don't know her. That if you work in sports, that's just not a thing. (laughs) Exactly. And I've missed weddings before that I was in Mm -hmm. as a groomsman. Yeah. Uh, So I totally get it. I'm right there with you. Uh, But what we do do on this podcast and in our regular jobs that you do for Total Access and I do for Good Morning Football is go to the headlines. Breaking news. Noticiero. It's just in. Este breve. <laughs> I feel like we would have heard something like that from your tape recorder that you used to take from your dad, Will. Yes. Am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that's something that I would do. It sounds very urgent. It sounds very it's serious. Amazing. Yes, right. it has all of it. I think breaking news, developing story, this just in everything. Uh, there's a lot of all of that with the following news stories. None bigger than the Josh Allen elbow injury our nfl I mean, network insider mike garofalo reporting that allen expressed confidence to his teammates that he will actually play sunday against the hmm. vikings or excuse me yes against the vikings 1 p.m eastern on fox and earlier in the week the head coach sean mcdermott he didn't say oh yeah he's good he's definitely going to play he just called him day to day and mj the way this sounds it sounds as if they may decide to either make it a game time decision and then just sit him. And we don't know Uh for how long, but this seems to be the way to play this thing. What do you think? I mean, for sure. Actually, the the direct quote from Sean McDermott earlier this week when asked if he was going to play was, we'll see. Very cryptic. Thanks. I mean, of course, what else is he going to say? But I think you're right. I think when it comes to a player as important, any quarterback, right? But especially when you're talking about Josh Allen, you got to think bigger picture. You got to think long term and you have to think postseason, right? Right. So if this means a week or, or two of rolling with Case Keenum, then that's what they may have to do. You can't risk Josh Allen getting further more hurt or making that injury worse like protect josh ellen at all costs no jumping on tables bills mafia maybe we all put the tables away just for this weekend right in honor of of josh allen but we'll see like maybe they're just playing it real close to the vest and he's doing a lot better than we think he's doing that's best case scenario right like right oh we'll see keep it vague keep it broad but you just you can't risk your franchise quarterback. No, you can't. And he's 82% of that offense out of the 25 mm-hmm. touchdowns that they've scored. He scored Come 23, on. which is absolutely Unreal. ridiculous. So he means everything. So does the playoff seating here, because mm-hmm. right now they're currently a half game ahead in their division. That's and it. if they lose more games, they potentially could be going on the road in the playoffs where the nope. Bills are over with Josh Allen on the road and so that's a concern now to your point with case keenum he's a very serviceable quarterback 
he actually has that chemistry with Stefan Diggs that they had in Minnesota. Of course, who could forget the big play of two of them hooking up? Mm-hmm. And they have the talent around Case Keenum. And they're just going to have to rely on that run game now more. They're going to have to rely on Devin Singletary to get them those yards. And on the other side of it, too, MJ, because we talked about the Vikings, how they don't get any love, they don't get any attention. This could potentially be their fourth backup quarterback that they face. This is the reason why they are a yeah, but team. And the last time that they played against a really good team was the Eagles, and they got boat raced in front of everybody. Here's the thing, everyone, and we hear this a lot from like Vikings fans, you're not giving us the right props. It's not taking away anything from your seven and one record. Like seven and one is seven and one, like good for you. But let's be, let's call a spade a spade, right? Because when you looked at the Vikings schedule, this game against the Bills was circled, highlighted, underscore, and italicized as probably the biggest challenge or the first really, really big challenge of the season. And now, maybe to their to their benefit they may have to face this bills team without josh allen and you mentioned that run game josh allen is a big part of that as well right so look i'm not saying this is a bad thing minnesota like this could very well work in your benefit but you also have to understand like strength of schedule matters these things play a big role in the success of a of a team Yeah, and there's a couple of quarterback injuries that we're also monitoring beside that one. Mm -hmm. And Matthew Stafford is in the concussion protocol. And Kyler Murray has been dealing with a hamstring injury. Now, he did practice on Thursday, Mm -hmm. but he had said on hard knocks, he tweaked it on a 17-yard run late in the first half, but he played the rest of the game and didn't miss any plays because of the injury. Now, the Cardinals and the Rams have been to face each other 425 Eastern on Mm -hmm. Fox. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the Matthew Stafford part of it or the Kyler Murray part of it? I'll start on the Kyler Murray side of it just because their hard knocks uh, in season just yeah. debuted this week. I'll be at that game. Well, Cardinals oh, Rams. Okay. Um, I'm very curious to see this Cardinals team in person because we we've sort of had this eagle eye view, right? Of the drama, the lead up to the season, all of the rumors around Kyler, the criticisms around Kyler. And then you see in game, this is a completely different Kyler Murray than what we've seen in the past, right? So it goes from one end of the spectrum to the other, where he was almost apathetic. That's some of Mm -hmm. the criticism that he got that a lot of people felt he didn't really care or was in it um, in the game of football, like some of the others. And now He's out there screaming at his coach. He's out there screaming at his wide receiver one and DeAndre yes. Hopkins last week. It's wild. So I'm really curious to see this in person. There's a lot that you catch when you're at a game that that you just don't see in a broadcast. So I'm going to be, I have my binoculars are ready. Uh, I'm going to be on the sideline pregame. I got you and I will report back. You better. Next week, of course, because remember, this is this game and then they'll be in Mexico City the week after, which I'll be at as well, going up against the 49ers. This is going to be crazy. Funny enough, my dad was talking about this game because he's like, I would assume that the Rams are going to win in in their own house in su casa. I was like, I don't know, pops. Mm. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, With the Cardinals, to your point, I like seeing Kyler having this fire in him Mm -hmm. that we've wanted to see. Uh, that we've wanted to see. Um, but it just seems like this offense is not fitting him 
or he's not yeah. fitting the offense. And that's on Cliff Kingsbury to try to figure out. And it seems like they haven't been able to do it. And they get off to slow starts. This is one where I'm curious to see how it all plays out. It makes a difference to have DeAndre Hopkins there to throw mm. the ball to. Uh, and then you have on the other side with Matthew Stafford, uh, they obviously are dependent on him, just like they're dependent on Cooper Cup, and that's the entire offense. It feels like their offense has become very predictable, where you know where the ball is going to go. The offensive line, as we've mentioned it, not very good. The running game has been non-existent. Allen Robinson, for the most part, has been in the witness protection program. <laughs> and the way that they approached the latter part of that loss to the Bucs spoke volumes because it mm -hmm. felt like they had more confidence in the defense than they did in the offense to get one stinking first down. Are that you, to me was inexcusable. What is your level of disappointment with this Rams team? Because these are the defending champs. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, we hear about Super Bowl hangovers, but my God. What is this going is, on? Yeah, this is pretty disappointing. And just to see like the defense that they did play against the mm -hmm. Bucs, it was like the soft coverage. And if you're saying, okay, the defense is going to be out there playing that soft coverage against, oh, I don't know, the greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. let's do that. No wonder yeah. Jalen Ramsey is mad because he's coming off the sideline. He's like, oh, right. hell no. Now I got to go back out again. So he's already publicly calling out guys yeah. that that could potentially be a problem for them. I want to understand how how we got to this point. I mean, I thought maybe, all right, off the bat to start the season, there might, you know, we'll see a little But But to be at, at this point in the year and for us to still sort of wonder, like three and five. Mm -hmm. What? Huh? Yeah. How? Wow, this is not the Rams team we expected. I'm, no. I'm for sure they didn't think it was going to go down like this this season. Um, it's just one of those teams that we thought for sure would probably make another playoff run this year, and I just don't see it happening. Um, and I think we can say that now that we're in week 10 of the NFL season. Oh, 100%. And same goes with the Bucs. I mean, the Bucs are teetering, but what helps them out is that they're in a weak division. Oh, my gosh. At any Very given moment, division. it's either them or the Falcons can go back into, into the first spot, right? So it's like, we could probably still see Tom Brady of the Bucks in the postseason this year, right. even though <laughs> they're not playing great. It's wild. Uh, there is a lot going on around the league um, and a lot of chisme for us to get to today, Well, <gasps> I feel like that's the, the intro to like <laughs> El Huddle After Dark. It's fantastic. But of course, <laughs> one of the biggest new stories of the week is uh, the Colts firing Frank Reich and their interim head coach is now former player and former TV analyst Jeff Saturday. This sent shockwaves around the league. I don't know about you, Will, but the second this dropped, my phone blew up with people are going, is this for real? I, th I, I think I checked the alert a few different times to make sure it wasn't like a prank or an error or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, I reported it, uh, the the firing initially, and then later on I said, wait a second, Jeff Saturday, who was commentating mm -hmm. you know, just last week on TV, I yep. can't believe it. It totally surprised me, and he walks into a situation that to me is an untenable one, yeah. where he has to instantly get trust from players in that locker room and 
coaches on that staff, coaches that probably thought that they would be in line to be coaching against the Raiders this weekend. We're talking mm-hmm. John Fox, Gus Bradley, Reggie Wayne, Reggie of Wayne is of in the building. In the building. So imagine what they're thinking because they've been there since the beginning. And Jeff Saturday has been a consultant. Now, this is not a knock on Jeff Saturday. I mean, 14 year pro was an Mm -hmm. incredible center for uh, the Colts. He also uh, connects with people. You see that on TV as well. And from everything that I have heard from people in the TV business who have uh shared a, a a studio with them say how great he is but he was awfully defensive because he knows that people are in a way looking at the situation thinking hold on hold on it's like jim ursay is putting you in this position he wants to think outside the box but man i don't know if this is the way to handle it not like this i mean he sent out a tweet that said the raiders are horrendous and so now he's going to be facing the raiders on sunday for me, it's it's the way that it that it went down, right? And of course, there's there's so many other points that we'll never be privy to, nor should we, right? That behind mm-hmm. closed doors, the things that happen. But what really struck me right off the bat, and we mentioned people like Reggie Wayne, and and there are so many other qualified folks. I put it into context and perspective, knowing that we were in the middle of a season. So many times, especially when we're talking about minority Black and Brown coaches. When they go out for jobs like this, the main thing that they say, Will, is, oh, you weren't the play caller. Oh, you don't have experience um, as a head coach or coaching experience at all, for that matter, whatever it is. Bring that same energy to these types of situations. And again, this is nothing against Jeff Saturday. He's just the guy who picked up the phone. But bring that same energy when we are in the offseason and you're giving these same reasons to these minority coaches. And now those roles don't apply. I don't like that. I think what it comes down to is relationships with the owners. I think mm-hmm. if you have a relationship with the owner, if you are playing golf with them, I think if you are having drinks with them, if you're having dinner with them, if you're close enough, I think that's how you get your foot in the door into where you want to go is how it seems like. The problem is, how does everybody get that sort of access to be that close? And there's a lot of these coaches that are grinding, who are putting their head down and working hard, but maybe they don't play the game. And I'm not suggesting that they need to play the game. It just, as we see it from friends of ours who aren't in the TV business or maybe in the corporate world that people get these jobs and you say, wait a second, what makes them qualified to get it? And sometimes if you are friends with the boss or with the manager or whomever it is who runs an organization, it's hard. It's hard. And, and, And what I just would like to see to your point is just to have all the diverse candidates be able to get that sort of access and get that sort of look. Again, I hate to suggest that they have to be close like that because you should be judged on the work that you're doing, but they're trying to do their best, the NFL, in in getting these diverse uh, head coaching hires happen. And it's just not, it's it's just, there's, there's more that needs to be done. Quite frankly, there's a, a long way to go. Yeah, a long yep. way to go for sure.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Now, MJ, I feel like through this podcast, I've been able to get a chance to know your dad without even formally meeting him. Right. I will say he is a very smart man because he was the one to predict that the Jets would pull off the upset against the Bills. So I am not going to doubt this man. And so anytime you and him communicate, I want to know what you guys are saying to each other. So with that, let's do Preguntas with Papi. Que Dios te bendiga. ¿Cuáles son tus picks? ¿Quién gana esta semana? ¿Cómo es eso? Oh my God, my heart. That is yes. my dad's actual voice, by the way. Look at him. He's a he's a podcast star and he doesn't Love even it. know it. <laughs> he doesn't even know it. Oh, I'm so happy I get to hear him a little bit. The whole family is together back in Miami, except for moi. So I'm a little petty oh, about it. Sorry. But these, these segments make me feel a little closer to him. And then, of course, Will, like you mentioned, our text thread about the games ahead. Um, he listen he's a very humble man so he didn't like rub it in my face that he was right about the bills jets game he didn't i don't think he wanted it to go down like that as you know he's a bills fan um yeah. but he's he's concerned about josh allen's injury and he agrees with us well that they need to definitely protect him at all costs this week the big thing that's on his mind though um is that cowboys packers game yeah my dad says the Packers are done. This is a wrap. Uh, and I concur fully. So in one line of the text thread, it's just the little cowboy emoji, like the smiley face with the little cowboy hats. It's all he had <laughs> yes, yes. straight through. And the crazy thing about this is, well, like initially at the start of the season, when you looked at this matchup, right? Uh, on the schedule, you're like, oh man, this, this is, is going to be great. It's going to be a clash of like two huge NFC teams. I don't even think this has the potential to be like a trap game or an an upset. Like there's just the way that the Packers have been playing. Yes, granted, they're at home. It's Lambeau. Mike McCarthy's returning to no. Mm -hmm. Like there's there should be no scenario where the Cowboys drop this. There All right. Well, let, let me ask you this though. Uh, we saw what the Packers did with the Bills, which was mm -hmm. hang with them, at sure. least for a little bit. Do you think there's a chance that the Packers can at least hang for a little bit with the Cowboys? Isn't Aaron Jones also banged up this week? I mean, like that's that's sort of the backup, right? It's like run the ball. Mm -hmm. And their main guy has not been doing great this week. So I, I just, I don't know. Typically, I'd be like, oh, never count them out, especially at home. I just, I can't see it happening. Now, that very line could end up being a drop on next week's episode of me being completely wrong, but I just, I don't, I don't think so. And neither does Bobby. Um, he's just not, he's not about it. He's, he's so, riding with the Packers, uh, with so, the Cowboys so, rather. 
Well, so he's not convinced from what Aaron Rodgers had said earlier in the week on the Pat McAfee show. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I'm a nope. two-time, you know, I'm a multiple-time uh, MVP winner. And if you need me, I'm going to be in the huddle. Like, that's not doing anything for him? It's not. And it's not <laughs> doing anything for me either. And I think mostly because we, I can't, I just don't... He doesn't have the trust with his guys, especially not with his receivers. And... Aaron Rodgers has been giving off a little apathy too this year, sort of like not a strong, obviously he's a competitor. He wants to win, but it's also some of it is on him. I mean, three red zone interceptions last week. Are you kidding? He's not even playing up to, to the level that we're accustomed from a four-time MVP in the league. You know, it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, those, those throws are short. He overthrows them. And then Mm -hmm. the receivers look at him. He must have dropped, I don't know how many slow-mo F-bombs during that game. (laughs) I mean, there was a ton of them, right? (laughs) So um, it's like the receivers don't seem to be on the same page as him. You know, Christian Watson then goes out. And so then Mm. whatever game plan they had, that goes out the window. The offensive line is not protecting. He seems a little bit more jittery in there. It seems like he's playing down to the level of his teammates and not elevating them like we've always seen him do in years past. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so there is still so much broken there. But for the Cowboys, they are going to be coming off of a bye. Zeke, we'll see if he's going to be fed at all. He's still overcoming his injury, but you have Tony Pollard. So he's been phenomenal. And I think that they'll use him and play that complimentary football. So uh, we'll see what happens in Mike McCarthy's return, because I know he was emotional thinking Mm -hmm. about his kids being born in Green Bay. (laughs) <laughs> he was he and he wasn't expecting it. that was that. the best part coach was like nope you're not gonna make me cry you're not gonna do it it caught him off guard oh coach coaches they're just like us they get in their right. feelings too the us other weekly. big one <laughs> us weekly is the big monday night game commanders eagles so my dad yeah. is he's like no the eagles will are absolutely winning this but how big of a win so that was his pregunta for me mm-hmm. he's like are they winning by a touchdown by two touchdowns Look, the Eagles have been pretty balanced. This is what I told them. They're, both their defense and their offense are ranked top three in the league. Top three total defense, top three total offense. So they're they're pretty balanced. And the thing I love about the Eagles this season is that every week they're getting better. So not only are they playing up to their unbeaten record, but they're also continuing to improve, which is, which is scary. Which is scary if you have them on your schedule this year. Um, but I don't know, Will. I don't know. Taylor, Heine, my favorite. Heineke, Heineke has got that team amped up, hyped up. Um, I think they they might be able to hang in there with, not that I think Slay will have something to say about this, but um, I think they'll be able to hang in a little bit. I don't know that it'll be such a major, major, win, like a blowout. I mean, the Texans hung The Texans hung with yeah. the Eagles, right? They sure did. They sure um, did. I, yeah, I'm, I tend to think that, that Philly is going to win this. But, you know, Philadelphia, yeah. throughout all this, and it's been really cool to see uh, Jalen Hurts really develop in front of oh our very eyes. Yes. And they are so good in all three phases of the game. Mm-hmm. But they have not really faced any adversity at all. And that's Fair. what I'm curious to see, how they handle their first taste of adversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, not wishing adversity for them, but the winning teams, when they have to deal with a little bit of adversity, a little bit of tension, that helps out in the long run. Now, this is one where I do think that 
they'll get over on the commanders, but yeah. then it becomes them potentially facing themselves and what kind of mental mistakes mm -hmm. they're going to make. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, yeah, I, I tend to agree that that it's it's Eagles, Eagles. Yeah, fly Eagles, fly. All right, well, it's come the point in our podcast where we need to ask you something specifically. It's time for buy or Selva. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for buy or Selva. I love this. And with that same energy, let's go to another primetime game. Sunday night football in the Bay. Chargers at 49ers. By yourself, Austin Eckler will have a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown over Christian McCaffrey. Again, these questions just kill me because <laughs> last week I said, hey, Sauce Gardner, as great as he's been, Stephon Diggs is a great route runner and I'll show him the ropes. Now, um, he almost got to 100 yards, but he didn't score. And then and the week before I said, no, nah, I think that Justin Jefferson is going to have more receiving yards than <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> it's like, ah, these are hard. Okay, It's almost so, like fantasy. Yeah. It, oh, it totally is. It's like an educated guess here. So, all right. So Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, are the top two among running backs when it comes to receptions and receiving yards since 2019. So we know wow. how important they are as dual threats. Yeah. They also each have 10 career games with one plus rushing and receiving touchdowns. So this is why this is a hard one to gauge whether to say buy or Selva. But I'm going but... to Selva here only because of the 49ers defense and the fact that they've allowed a league low in total yards they've yeah. allowed the fewest rushing yards per game this season and i do think the absences of keenan allen the absence of uh, mike williams as well is Thank going to mean that the defense is going to key on austin eckler so i am definitely selva on this one you know we have a the Chargers are five and three, 49ers are four and four. But yet, when you look at the matchup, the 49ers should, should take this game, especially at home. But they've got their X Factor in Christian McCaffrey and Debo coming back. But Austin Eckler, he's a whoo, he's a dangerous one. You should never, ever count that man out. All right. Well, by yourself, on the Broncos at Titans Sunday at 1 Eastern on CBS, a Titans QB mm -hmm. to be determined and named will have more than six <laughs> completions. <laughs> like this? Like this. Um, okay, so Ryan Tannehill's mass, uh, missed the last two games with that ankle injury. In comes mm -hmm. the rookie Malik Willis. He has 11 completions in all combined over the last two weeks that he's started. Oh. Now, we have to monitor Ryan Tannehill's situation. They're clearly mm -hmm. going to be running the ball a lot with Derrick Henry to right. help offset whoever it is that's going to be uh, under center. So Damn. I'm going to say, I am going to say, I'm going to buy this, okay? Like, because we have not seen this since the disco era, okay, no NFL <laughs> team has had three straight games with six or fewer 
completion since the Giants in week six through eight, 1978. This has got to be the year that it ends. This has to be the time that it ends. So for me, I am going to buy, whether it's Malik Willis or Ryan Tannehill, it's got to be more than six. I have to believe it is. One would hope. It's against the Broncos who have a tough pass defense, but just dump it off for God's sakes. Do whatever it is that you have to do. Because if you think about even in that game against Kansas City, if they Mm -hmm. could have just converted a couple of third downs, they would have won that game. So for the love of everything that is pure and sacred in this great planet of ours, one of you, either of you, please, both of you, I don't care. Seven, give me seven passes. I gotta, I gotta buy on this, MJ. Anything. What's wild about the Titans right now is that they are last in total offense in the league. Last. Not good. Not good. 31st in passing. <laughs> so as much as it sounds like, yeah, that's absurd. Somebody's gonna get six completions. <laughs> I don't know. It might not. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right. Very curious. Not that we've looked at matchups every week. This uh, we need like a, a a crown of some of some sort. I don't yeah. know something cool for our perro macho. Perro macho. Are you shouting that from a mountaintop there? Yeah. Will? No, you didn't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on a mountain. So I just good. screamed it, and then I screamed out Ricola right after that. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of. It's so good. All right. Who's your first perro macho of the week? Uh, My my first perro macho is Tyreek Hill from your Miami Dolphins. Uh, Honestly, when you think about him being this this game changer, he's been everything that the Dolphins could have asked for, Mm is totally been the, the game changing player that the Dolphins needed with Tua. Tua has gotten that ball out quickly. He's able to scan the field quickly and throw the ball, although Tyreek has helped him with some of those underthrows, and he's come back, but he's able to really stretch that defense. And I think that he right now is in a collision course to obviously shatter the receiving record, and I think he's going to do it. And then uh, Jalen Waddle opposite him. I think he's benefited. A lot of people thought like, oh, yeah. ah, it's not going to help out. It's benefited him too. And he's on pace for 1500. So when people talk about that off season, that was crazy that we covered with the trades and, you know, Devonte Adams is moving and Russell Wilson is moving. Now this one, I have to say by far was the biggest difference. And the one that mattered the most and Tyreek Hill, you're seeing it week in, week out. That is why he is my perro macho. 
I love it. He is on a 17-game pace to hit 2,085 receiving yards. You mentioned that record by Hall of Famer Calvin Johnson. He -hmm. got 1,964. With one extra week, definitely attainable. All right. Who's your second Pedro Macho? We're going all the way west, Pacific Northwest. Uh, yeah, well, actually, we're we're going to Munich for this one. This is ah, Germany, you know. Well Bucks played, well played. And Seahawks, yes, yes. Which, by the way, can be seen on NFL Network, nine thirty a.m. Eastern time, and on NFL Plus, where people can stream it. Uh, for me, it's Tariq Woolen. I love um, it. So impressive what he's done for his rookie season. He has four interceptions, tied for second mm-hmm. in the NFL. He has two forced fumbles. So in all. He leads the league in takeaways, and Seattle really likes those long cornerbacks. And mm-hmm. we've talked about the development of Jalen Hurts as a passer. Well, we've seen Tariq uh, Woolen really develop as a cornerback as well and develop with Kobe Bryant in the secondary and just these young pups who were drafted or coming in, making an impact. And our guy, Willie McGinnis, made mm-hmm. a great point because he saw the comp of Richard Sherman. Both those guys selected in the fifth round, and we mentioned their length, and I can see that in the way that mm-hmm. he's been, held his own against DeAndre Hopkins, and now he's got to strap it up against Mike Evans, and I think he's going to hold his own again. I think so. And everybody yeah. in Munich is going to see it. I love it. It's an international affair, global spotlight, and I think that he will rise to the occasion. Um, I love this. I love this one because it's not as obvious as like people would think. And the guys in the secondary haven't been getting the love that they deserve. Good one. I like this Pedro Macho. Yeah, those those guys for me, I believe in them. I also believe in something else, a power that is beyond either of <laughs> us, really. A power that really just seeps into our pores, something that we feel, something we like to call Platano Power. Yes, Platano Power, (laughs) here it is. So, so good. Um, Let's keep it in Munich for this one. I know they're they're very famous for their brats and their beer. I don't know how many Platanos they have over there. Yeah, I, I don't think so. They need to get on it though. I think this is my first coaching Palatano Power of the year. Pete Carroll, take a Pete. bow, sir. Yes. Take a bow, Good. Coach Pete. Because I think a, a lot of folks, and I'll include myself in this conversation, were looking at him roll sideways at the beginning of the year. What are you doing, Coach? You're going to roll with Gino and Drew Locke? Hmm. Jimmy G's there available for you. Coach was not just calm, cool, and collected. He didn't say a word. He didn't chime in. He's like, no, we got it. We're good. Here they are, six and three, first in the NFC West by a few games. I love this. I saw uh, Coach Pete Carroll on the sideline uh, when the Seahawks took on the Chargers a few weeks ago. He was smiling, hanging out with the guys, going around, checking on his players. Of course he's smiling. They're doing great. They're at the top of the division, poised to continue to do this, poised to make a big statement against the GOAT, Tom Brady, in Munich, a man who is very good overseas across the pond, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, done very well, I think, undefeated 3-0 um, in international games. And Pete Carroll's not worried, and he shouldn't be. He had a nice big helping of Platanos, and that's going to carry him through. In uh, 
I, I love it. That is a terrific call. It feels like Pete Carroll. He always has that youthful exuberance, but mm -hmm. it feels like it's Pete Carroll from the USC glory days, the yes. Legion of yes. Boom days. Mm -hmm. It just feels like he's got an extra step in those no uh, really, really white uh, shoes that he wears all the time. Those cross trainers. And, and those cross trainers. Um, he He even is like clowning russell wilson too a little bit essentially saying he threw shade that yeah oh big time when he said that geno smith is streamlining the play calling process because he's looking at the wristband yeah. that he has on his arm and that before there was some resistance so then yeah. russ shot back and this is what i want to see out of russ by the way some authenticity and he said well, yeah, well, I won some games, a lot of games. I mean, uh, fair. going that that way, right? Which, which was totally being fair. And, and now, as you look back at that trade, we mentioned it earlier with Russell Wilson. It has worked out so well for them. And sometimes you, you wonder was was Pete Carroll trying to protect Russell Wilson from himself? Like maybe he was coddled a little bit. Um, hmm. It, it it just gives me a little bit of pause. And I just think what Pete Carroll has done, he obviously knew something that the rest of us didn't about um, Russell Wilson, because right now that pick that they get from the Broncos, that could be a top 10 pick, depending how this season finishes for them. So <laughs> Seattle could get even better and they're on top. And Gino is leading the league in completion percentage. So for me, that Platano power all day in his white cross trainers and on that gum that he's chomping on it's there he's got it and seattle has it and i do think they're going to take care of business against tom brady and the bucks i mean the bucks have to score or have to throw the ball at least 50 times and Ooh. they still don't have a running game to speak of at all this is going to be a crazy game munich is in for a good one yes it is well we have covered a lot of ground this mm -hmm. week and we're week 10 of the year that's i think officially the halfway point um by all records what is your ipunto for this week uh my ipunto is a family affair so let me mm. explain here because you're going to see dalvin and james cook face each other <gasps> you're gonna yes. see equiminius and amon ross st brown facing off against each other and last but not least you are going to have bradley chubb facing his cousin <laughs> nick chubb so for me it is family and earlier we talked about family mm -hmm. and what they mean to us in the traditions and you were talking about you were missing your family there in miami which yeah. we hope that they're safe but they're doing well and we heard from your dad and I told you what my late dad had said. So for me, putting a bow on this, I'm going to say that's my e punto. La familia es todo here. You know what I mean? It's that's what it's about. I love that. We we see so many sibling pairings, you know, all throughout the 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 league. Of course, the Kelsey brothers. We have the Bosa brothers. Mm -hmm. uh, we have all the Watt brothers. I mean, I feel like they're just like multiplying every year, right? There's like fifteen. There's gonna be fifteen Watts by the time we get uh, to next season. Uh, but but when we say football is family, we mean that very very seriously. You know, we have um, one more week before we are in the holiday season in earnest, right? We have the Mexico game, and then right after that, boom. 
it's Thanksgiving. Um, so I think my punto is just a broader view of every year. Um, th this is the family, right? Like you build your family within the sports community and certainly within the NFL community, because this is who we spend our holidays with, right? Like yeah. our people are usually somewhere else and um, holidays don't exist for us, but it's really cool that we get the privilege um, to share our love of this game with everybody while they're gathered around the TV with their favorite people. Um, and we get to share a little bit of that even through the screen. So I, I always think of week 10 sort of of that marker um, and to be honest, they're already listening. Like you start to sort of hit a wall because we're 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 in our groove, right? In the broadcast schedule, in our in our football schedule, and we're like, okay, we got it. We can make it through the season. But this is sort of the pick me up for me uh, in the year because you can really start to see those playoff pictures get real clear, and you That's can right. see which teams are really trending in that direction and which are probably going to be left out. But then there's always the twist. There's always the bubble and the wild cards. And we have still so much more to look forward to um, for the rest of this year. And that's something I never take for granted. I will. I love it. You know what? I never take you for granted because you oh. are the best. I love having you as a co-host. And this is also why same, same. we like to tell people the teams that are playing, what time and where, because there's other people that feel like how we do yeah. about what we do about each other and about our families. And yeah. we just hope that people do what we used to do growing up. And that was cram into our sofa, like the Simpsons and watch <laughs> the, yeah. the 49ers play. So yeah. uh, this has been awesome. Love hearing from your dad uh, earlier in the podcast. Again, if you are listening to us, wherever that may be download us and remember if you want to add a comment be nice and remember you are always welcome here this has been another edition of el huddle i'm will she's mj she's the best let's do this again <laughs> next week we'll see you here everybody thank you will you're awesome thanks mj adios adios Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.